0: Welcome in. I'm David McKinney, joined with Gary Thomas. We are from the Beers and Beards podcast, and today we have our very first special guest, uh, something a little bit different that we haven't done before. If you've listened to our podcast, you probably have heard. Our intro song is by a great local Cincinnati band called National Barks, and they are getting ready to release their newest EP, the third EP, Something I Can't Shake Off, comes out October 2nd. 2020 you can get that on any streaming services anywhere and i'm sure hopefully they're i don't know if actual hard copies are a thing anymore but i'm sure if, if you uh hit them up on any of the social medias then yeah, you can check it out nice. so uh first of all welcome in guys <laughs> thank you thanks yeah Oh listen well,
1: you, you, you hear us. the beers cracking this, yeah. is, this is already starting off good
0: and uh thanks i guess for being like a house band uh and you know yeah, welcome to my house <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, yeah, we're in Adam's house, which is your practice studio, right? right so uh, yeah. yeah, so what do the neighbors
1: think of that? Because you guys, I'm from like Eastern Kentucky, where we don't live this close to people.
2: Um, they uh, they don't really hear it. Luckily, the basement is under under the ground, so it helps with the sound. That's lame. <laughs> do, you sound-
3: do you soundproof
1: it like? No, it's I, had to, I had to work with David because when we first started, he would get all this echo back. So I think you put some of that yeah. fancy foam fancy up on foam, all... yeah, up the Fancy foam, yeah,
0: up in the studio where, where we use a record. Which is
1: not it cheaper to buy just like the egg crate stuff you put on your mattress than the actual audio foam. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's cheap, I think so. that's cheaper.
0: But, uh, yeah, so we're joined by, uh, first of all, let's go around and introduce the band, uh, National Barks. So we've got, and we'll start... I know Adam is probably used to being introduced first. So to my left, <laughs> furthest left, we we'll introduce the guy usually in the back, uh, the drummer Jeff Earl. How you doing, Jeff? Good. How are you? Doing great. So uh, you know uh, the the next guy in the middle, Adam. usually used to being in the middle, Adam Brant, uh, lead guitar and lead vocals on uh, on all of the the National Barks albums, uh, and then the new guy, right, Joe Memory, and I. Saw your name is Joe Memory, and I didn't know. I had to ask my wife. I said, "Do you think that's his real name, or do you think that's stage name?" It's so, real.
3: Yeah, it's my real name.
0: Okay, so I'll, that's
2: cleared it's up like then. The song from Cats. <laughs> so, a, uh, song from Cats called Joe
3: Memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> if his name was Joe Mama, Joe Memory, we might have to. Know. That's right. Wait, really? Yeah. You haven't seen Cats yet? Are you? Are you? Cats then? in theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a box office.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. uh learn something new every day, I think that that's the fun part about, you know, getting together and talking like our podcast, you know, is just basically we get to not really technically together, but we just sit back, you know, hang out, drink some beer, drink some bourbon, which we will do. But we first want to hear about the new EP, which comes out, Uh, you know, I know you guys it's kind of a weird time, obviously 2020 quarantine, you know, how did this come about? You know, you, you guys obviously made the decision not only to stay together, but then to add, a new bassist. Um, you know, what was your kind of thought process through, you know, the you know this part of the year, and, and how long has it taken to, to write this and and record and everything?
2: Yes. So Jeff and I were planning on going to the studio. I think it was in February before everything even started happening in, in the United States. And uh, actually, just before we were about to go into the studio, our the bassist at the time, he decided that he wanted to you know start his own project and um was asking if he could you know just just leave leave the national parks to start to pursue his own project and so we're like okay we we put we pumped down the brakes there and then as we were doing that we were looking for another bassist, um and joe reached out to us like just before things started shutting down and we started meeting up and practicing before the um the shutdown and then we just you know uh, Practice every once a week, twice a week sometimes um, during during the shutdown, and um, you know we we kept our our pushback date of the studio time like w- was pushed back from February to May because of the our initial our fir- other bassist leaving. Um, so then we just prepared ourselves to record this EP. We actually changed around some of the songs and. Um, joe like jumped on the songs very quickly wrote his, wrote his own parts for the songs uh and then also helped write a new song that we added to the the ep last minute right before we actually went in to record.
0: so in normal time what's the writing process like is it you know you guys write together you write different you write separate is it one person writing a lot of stuff i, I know joe you said he's you know wrote his own parts um What's what's your normal writing process like when you start to write new songs and and prepare for a new EP?
2: Uh, So I'll typically typically go in with an idea, um, like a general structure for the song, and then uh, bring it to the table for Jeff and Joe to thumbs down it usually. (laughs) (laughs) And then we go back and forth and uh, pick and pull at parts that need work and just make things, you know, make sure we have hooks and songs, make sure that we have things that, you know, we ourselves would uh, would like to listen to. I don't know, Jeff or Joe, if you guys have any.
3: Yeah. I mean, we also, um, we record our rehearsals, so if we're working on a new song, we'll, like, have some demo takes of it, and then, like, when we're away from each other and, like, we've sobered up a little bit, <laughs> we'll listen to them and then think, oh, I can do this generally like we bring ideas together like work on them have a take of it then like go back by ourselves and like think about it and consider what we can change and what's working what's not
0: (laughs) great sound if that's live sound effects right there ladies (laughs) and gentlemen so so yeah so um you know the obviously you know talk about the sound If, if you've heard like i mentioned our podcast you know you know exactly what national bark sounds like but when i tell people you know who don't know what national parks is and i'm sure you guys when you have you have the same experience when you say it's spooky surf rock i think is what you typically say like what you what's usually the first like thing that people ask
2: yeah, about that yeah like, Would Detroit, you say, like, <laughs> like
3: what is that and
0: i don't know what... what is that or who do you sound like right um yeah. so it's
2: yeah spooky surf rock <laughs>
0: Or like Halloween music, or um, I mean, I'm I'm sure people that's probably like the first thing that they think of, like when they think of like spooky.
2: Yeah, we just try to pull from like the, you know, retro, some of the retro vibes of like the 60s, some of the surf and psych rock bands. We don't necessarily sound exactly like any of those bands. It's just, that's just some of where we get a lot of our sound and uh, just general song structure from. So I think it, it kind of, when people listen to it, they they hear something that's retro sounding, um, something that they might have heard growing up watching Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, if you, could, if you could
4: imagine an indie rock band stuck inside a Scooby Doo episode, that's kind of <laughs> where we
1: are. Now, was this your was this your kind of music? Like, were you already performing this? Were you familiar with the band? What was your was it hard for you to adjust to that, or was that already your gig anyway?
3: I mean, I. I have like a pretty diverse music background. Um, I've never played in a surf rock band before, but like I listen. Have you ever been surfing? Stuff, I've never been surfing. I'm not a big beach guy, to be honest. I've got a very. I feel. I, feel, I, I don't, I don't, know, don't know, know if you can hear through the mic. My skin's very fair. Very <laughs> I had a traumatic experience watching Jaws at an early age, so I avoid the ocean at all
0: costs. Does this help with that fear? Like
3: you I feel like it? it you know, yeah. It's good to confront it, you
0: know. Get sunburned just looking outside. <laughs> So, you know, you guys talked about the retro and, and, you know, I think one of the cool, one of my favorite parts about the band is your music videos and the, you did the trio of videos and the Pat, you know, and yeah. for, for the last album, the Pupcake album, which I think was 2018. Yeah. Um, but the, the one, um, you know, basically you had the, the, I guess, homage to the zombies with, the. Uh, um. Cabin Fever. Cabin fever. Yeah. Sorry, I always get them mixed up, but no. <laughs> I do have notes. But yeah, so and if you look at that video, it it's kind of not not really carbon copy, but you can definitely see the influence in that. And like, I feel like that definitely has to be a band that you know you guys point to and say oh, that, you yeah, know they sure. they sound a lot like what what we're trying to do. Yeah,
2: they have they have that very the beginnings of like psychedelic rock that I mean I personally like listening to, and just there's something simplistic but. Uh, complex about about the zombies that i really enjoy and i i try to do that in our our songs i'm not really that complex of a person (laughs) (laughs) you don't say (laughs) i'm very basic
0: (laughs) so you know we both have listened to some of the new stuff too and for me i think it almost and maybe it's just you know the the mood that i was in I, I told you i was listening to the stuff as i was running it's it's really good running music but the newer ep almost sounds like it's slightly more upbeat than some of the stuff in the past is that on purpose is did it just happen um is 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 that you know am i kind of going down the right track yeah. there or? so i
2: think with the pop cake we definitely tried to get a little darker a little uh like 80s cough in a way <laughs> still trying to maintain like that surf surfy vibe but um there's definitely that difference between Pupkick and the new EP.
0: So, you know, the new EP like so let's talk about it. So there's five songs, right? And uh you know, you, you mentioned kind of some of the writing process. What is there like a theme is there? Um, you know, I know a couple of the songs, the 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 title track is called Something I Can't Shake Off, which I was trying to decide what I thought that was about when I listened to it. Um, if it was just like, you know, the, it, it's kind of, it sounds like the story of like, you know, a, like an ex or someone that you can't right. really get rid of, but it also sounds like there might be a little bit something deeper <laughs> there. <laughs> um, it, you know, and it seems like there's it's, multiple levels of meanings.
2: Every, every song is like an onion. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? So many layers to pull you back. guys are this before like the onion thing, right? Yeah. yeah. We all watched Trek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so there, I purposely write songs to give different perceptions, like, you listen to it, you could, you yourself picked up two different, like, storylines that could be brought out from that song, and I try to do that purposefully. I pull, like, a lot of my inspiration is from, like, uh, literature and (laughs) Quentin Tarantino movies, uh, like, classic horror films, new horror films, and I try to write something that, people can be connected to in those stories without saying, like, watch out, there's a spooky ghoul over there, you know? Like. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, trying to have some meaning to, like, the characters in the, these stories and, like, and have a more, like, modern connection to the, to each story. Uh, so it doesn't, it's, it's not like, Hey, we're singing about you know like Reservoir Dogs right now. Like it's not that obvious, you know that type of thing. It's yeah. more
4: open to like for everyone to make their own personal connection to the song versus explicitly like saying what it's about.
0: Yeah, and and you know you guys we are hinting at Reservoir Dogs. You know the, uh, I think it was um haunt or was it haunt you yeah, that haunt was you. Uh, the Reservoir Dogs uh, the kind of video. It wasn't music about video. Reservoir. Right so and the, the thing you know going through that um that you know I was I was thinking was I think you guys put on an Instagram post of you know you need a dance uh teacher for Adam but yeah, yeah. watching the video I think you need a dance teacher for Jeff. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah yeah my hips are made out of cement I think they just they just don't move the way they should.
0: But it's super I mean it's kind of weird to say that something that's like an homage is like something fresh and and unique and different but you guys did it in a way where it's not like a carbon copy. It's it's definitely like a new, a new take on on the classic, and like well, you know, you. Yeah. so uh, it's it's definitely something original and, and super high quality. What's the name of the uh, of the group that did uh, the videos? Um,
2: well, it's uh, Colin Fast, actually. One guy. He's an old friend of ours from Columbus, He's um, in DC now.
0: But yeah, super. I mean, really cool music videos. That like no offense, like but a a local band shouldn't have you know, music videos this high quality. And, uh, uh, we're, we're them all time. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's almost seems like that's like, you know, the, it, it is different. Like when you see and it's like, Whoa, these guys might be a little bit bigger than what I thought. Like I, and you know, the, and the, it's
4: all smoke and mirrors.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> so when you go from like your second to your third, do you put everything that, that selects your music out? Or are you trying to build on it? Or are you trying to come up with something from scratch, new? Like, do you expound upon that experience? And, it, you know, and obviously it's brand new for you because you just joined. So what's that What's that process like when you go in, you know, I got five songs. I don't want them to sound like Pupcake so much, but I want to keep our integrity right. intact. What's, <laughs> right. what's that look like?
2: Um, so I think you definitely grow and you want to keep... Like you said, keep some of your, your original sound, um, but you definitely learn as you continue to play live out in shows and really see what people are connected to. And the one thing that we that we get a lot of feedback on is like, you know, I, I love the spooky, I love the spooky stuff. I love like the surfy stuff, and like it sounds like a Quentin Tarantino f- film. So we try to get like in that realm. We try to hit that realm with all of our songs. Um, but we definitely don't want to like just stay pocketed in that because that could get very mundane. Um, so we do try to freshen up with <laughs> different inspirations and um, just constantly trying to learn from playing live. That's the best way as a musician to keep changing and learning what people want to what people want to hear and like sorry there's a dog yeah I, was like, I, thought, I thought
0: david was trying to get my attention yeah me. so um you mentioned playing live too so obviously there's a difference between recording and playing live i mean recording you guys are probably each playing individually um but uh you know how, how do you stay obviously you know rehearsing and practicing you stay fresh doing that but there's got to be a difference between doing that and playing in front of people and that's not really a thing right now are you guys a little worried about like you know live music and how how that's going to happen like maybe not just in general but specifically for you like are you you know do you feel like it's going to maybe feel like you're starting over again uh when you maybe start to play live music or
3: yeah i mean uh the first show i was supposed to play with national parks was like the weekend when all live music was canceled, so uh, I never have had the experience of playing live with them uh, yet, but it is definitely a different experience, like when you're playing live you're thinking less about being perfect, and you're thinking more about just like conveying an emotion and like energy, and you don't have to like listen back to what you just did whereas when you're in the studio you have like that weighing on you like every little mistake you make is like glaringly obvious so it's just like a different approach to like performing and you try to like put that up in your head as much as you can to like get as close to what playing live feels like but it is different when you're like alone in the room versus on stage in front of well, an empty bar usually, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: definitely not an empty bar. I've seen you guys play live. Um, at least the, the previous iteration before, obviously Joe was there, and, and there were some people there. And, and you know, it's the, you know, what going did, to, why didn't
1: you say a lot of people? There were there were some, there
0: there there some people there. there. I mean, there were yeah, there were people. So, but it was two for one well drinks. It was <laughs> <a dozen. laughs> um, you know, and it's cool going to yeah. You know, I love live music, but it's really cool going to. It, it was a very small venue. And I love going to, like, those small venues like that, that, you know, you really, like, feel the music, you feel the bass, you feel the drums. And it's so much of a different, like, just uh, experience than listening to it.
2: I I personally like playing in smaller venues, too. I just, just like, feeling like I'm in a lounge, and I'm, like, playing out. I like playing with, like, ten people. Like, that's my favorite thing, honestly.
0: (laughs) Um, And so, you know, we're going to drink some beer and some bourbon, but the last thing, so... The name National Barks, and that's probably one of my favorite stories about you guys. Uh, you know, when you and, and uh, Jeff started to, you know, decided to, as right on cue, uh, <laughs> when you guys started to, um, you know, decide that you were gonna, you know, do some demos and, and try to figure out a new, uh, new direction from your previous uh, project. Um, you would do demos, and you would hear the dogs in the background, and that's how the name National Barks stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a cool story. Uh, is there anything? more to it than that like do you feel like you did a good you know do you feel like you love having that name or do you
2: i, I personally <laughs> don't like the name <laughs> yeah. i wish mean, i honestly like pupcake was like the name that i came up with like after we started our first ep and i was like oh, i wish i had came up with that first <laughs> adam
4: came to me with a whole list of names that had like stupid dog puns and, and, and it was like tell me which one's your favorite and i was like all right i love national barks Paul Patrol is already yeah. taken. If that one's just
2: bought then. So
4: yeah. So I guess that's on me. But, but we
2: also were considering Columbia Parkway. So I think this is National Park <laughs> <Barkway>. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That definitely. Uh...
0: <laughs> I like that one though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's never too late. I mean, especially now that there's a new member, you guys can always yeah, change. You know, but hey, the yeah, yeah. there you yeah, know you can. Hopefully, you didn't print off all you know thousands and thousands oh of uh, vinyl. We've
4: got like 200 <laughs> stickers downstairs that have national parks on them. So, well, we gotta we're gonna get stuck. rid of this for. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, that you know, I think it's a cool name. it At least has a, a story behind it. Like I think that's that's part of the you know uniqueness of it. That it's not just a name that we randomly picked out. Like it's you know yeah. We thought that it made sense to have a, a dog pun because you could always hear dogs in every, not only your music but any podcast that you guys do. Right. <laughs> right. Which is
2: this is the first, so thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah,
0: we're we're excited to have you guys as our first guest. So you know what we do best is drink, and I think you guys are. They our got a head fans. start on. <laughs> it. We're well versed. And for the record,
1: David poured me.
0: Th- so I, yeah I think it it already, <laughs> I forgot that I was gonna pour you some, so i I can pour you some more. I don't know if you're gonna like it. that's the thing, so do you guys wanna do beer first? Or do you wanna do bourbon first? You we're already drinking beer a, so we can argument. talk about the beer yeah. so i'll I'll try to pour gary some more but uh so we're drinking uh, urban artifact beer uh since we're on radio artifact uh we're drinking uh Uh, there we go now I spilled a little bit a little little for the pups but uh, so I'm a huge Urban Artifact fan I have another podcast called Brewery Adventures and like where I just talk about one brewery for every episode and I think the third episode was Urban Artifact I used to hate Urban Artifact like I was not into their sours into like the weird beers and you know as I got more and more into just beer and and my palate started to change I used to be just straight IPAs and, and you know I love like the um, Midwest fruit tart, which is like, I guess there, I don't know if it's technically trademarked because it doesn't have a trademark symbol on it, but um, this one is called Polygraph. It is a cherry Midwest fruit tart. So it's got 3000 pounds of cherries and 60 grams of vanilla beans per 30 barrel batch um i don't know adam you're probably that's a is lot that of cherries a lot?
2: that's a lot of cherries yeah <laughs> and
0: your expert opinion <laughs>
1: this will get rid of gout i feel like yeah so,
0: <laughs> yeah it's definitely your daily source and it doesn't have a uh, nutrition facts i don't know how much vitamin c is in it but uh
1: that means there's no calories in it right
0: yeah it's healthy um but yeah so uh, polygraph and you know uh, there's not really a story usually we kind of have a story to the beer the story for this is i wanted an urban or fact beer and this is the first one i found that i Hadn't had, so I wanted to try it. So I'm gonna, I've already drank a couple sips of yeah, it, but it's yeah,
2: delicious. Oh, we're drinking now, okay. <laughs> I don't, Interesting, I don't hate that.
0: Yeah, it's more like a, so. You, I always say, don't think of urban artifact beer as like a beer, like a Bud Lighter or, or even an IPA. Think of it as something on a different path. It's, um, you know, along that, like, it, and it's not even really sour. Like, I like that they use the word tart versus sour because it's not really. All the way to the on the sour spectrum. Um, this is like one of the few of the other beers that has a lot of vanilla that I don't really taste a lot of vanilla though. And maybe it's just the cherries like overpowering it. Yeah, I think it's how much
1: cherry did you say there was? 60,000? 60, 60,000 cherries. No, 3,000 pounds of cherry.
0: <laughs> 3,000 pounds of cherries per 30 barrel batch. So 30 barrels is what 900 gallons, right? Yeah, 900 gallons.
1: It tastes like a uh, alcohol-infused Kool-Aid. I was going to say,
0: that's, it tastes yeah. like juice. And this yeah. comes in at 8.1% too, so that's a Oh, it'll get too, you that, drunk. Yeah, that is very dangerous with their beers. Like if you if you grab a couple of these thinking like, hey, this is going to be an easy night, it might not be.
1: <laughs> what that tastes, I don't feel like that's one you're going to sit down and drink 12 of, right? Like you're not.
0: No, I mean that's probably why it comes in a four-pack. Like yeah. I think they want you to uh, pace yourself a little bit with these. But well, not just
1: that. Like I don't know that you could hint like. You get that in the roof of your mouth, whatever yeah. that is. That I don't know what that like is. Like
0: the uh, like the tannins the or yeah. I don't know. It's thundering. Yeah, it. yeah. Thunder I feel like we're about to play some Garth Brooks thunder rolls. <laughs> <laughs> That's my music taste. As Adam always likes to make I like fun Garth of. Brooks. <laughs> I've you seen him live like classics. five five times. I have
1: not seen him live. All right, at a live show, guys, you get to pick one song to cover that's outside of your wheelhouse what is it
2: with, with like any instruments any anything? yeah just whatever yeah, and,
0: whatever yeah. you guys can do that you guys yeah even if it's something instrument you don't play I like, want to play Freebird for everyone <laughs> <laughs> does, does anybody yell that all, all the time yeah
4: <laughs> I'd love to play a CCR song just because yeah. I love that band and I don't listen to okay. them nearly enough but
3: yeah. I think for me
0: spring scene it's anything? interesting that you guys are not in the exact same genre but it's <laughs> all, all like classic. are you guys actually <laughs> supposed to quality, be like a <laughs> like a southern rock uh group um yeah. like a power trio <laughs> You're born in the wrong play some cream
1: some zz top action here huh? um but
0: yeah so you guys have done Cover and I, you haven't released like the full, uh, the full, uh, covers. Um, you've just released yeah. like 50 seconds of them. <laughs> um, but the the take on me by Aha was the one that I think was like, you know, that I'm surprised that didn't go viral because it's hilarious. You know, first of all, the video is hilarious, <laughs> and uh, the you guys doing just the idea that that's completely out of your guys' wheelhouse of what I would think you guys would do is, yeah. is funny too. Um, we just,
2: yeah, we just try to we try to take things lighthearted, we're not we're never really too serious about the music and um we, we want it to sound good but we we're never take ourselves too seriously
0: do you guys play like a lot of covers like warming up or anything do you do you, like no. deep purple like smoke on the water or anything? <laughs> <laughs> a one, a
4: no we're very specific and when we do covers and it's not often
0: so is there like a, ne- a new like secret EP of covers coming out that know, you guys maybe someday <laughs> haven't? I don't know. Like, there's actually next week. There's another that might be under the
1: Columbia Barkway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's
2: like, our pseudonym. Like, yeah, we finally shook it off. That could be. <laughs> that could be the
0: record label is Columbia Barkway. I don't know if you guys um, have your own record label yet, but Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's a, a good name we'll for. Work on that next. <laughs>
2: yeah. What's
1: the What's the business side? The, of a local band, you're putting your music we're out. In the red, yeah. we're deep in the red, <laughs> right? But <laughs> it's blood, just
2: bleeding out.
1: <laughs> but like ultimately, it's all on your shoulders, right? Yeah. The marketing, the getting it to uh, whatever streaming platform, yeah. you know, Spotify, whatever. You guys are doing that, booking your own shows.
2: There, yeah. There, are, so there are bands that are better than us that have managers and um, that are able to take care of a lot of that stuff. Uh, but like our, our level, we we take care of all that stuff. So it's a lot of extra work. Outside of like trying to write songs and trying to do goofy videos and that type of thing,
4: it's a very do-it-yourself vibe. of Just <laughs> kind of scrimping and scrapping together. Scrimping, yeah, scrimping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scrimping. Um, but like, no, doing all the coordination for shows and bringing other local bands together with us and calling up and emailing all the venues and scheduling shows and all that. It's very much on us to do all that because nobody else would nobody's there. doing it for you <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I saw you guys had a publicist I don't know if it's like your official publicist but yeah so we
2: are working with a publicist this time around just to see if just to help try to vet out our music to more people than what we can do on our own um, to just because we really do feel like the the work we put into this and the quality that we think that the song the, song, uh, the songs are this time around that we really feel that we want it to be, like, more of an outreach for this EP than previously. We really want to try to, like, um, meet as many people's ears as possible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and I think it's it's definitely cool. You know, they, I don't know um, if they're doing, like, some of the, like, the writing and, and the storylines and stuff that you guys have, have, I've seen, like, updated on, like, Spotify and Sensei yeah. Music, which you guys are, like, Number one on Cincy Music, um, so I don't know if you guys and I know you, I saw you posted it, but uh, yeah, yeah,
2: of course a s- silly video around
0: that was made. Yes, <laughs> so yeah, the uh, I'm surprised too. Like I know you're really big into like vultures, Adam. So that, uh, there's no like vulture songs on this. Yeah, I need a, a, <laughs> we
2: can cover that. <laughs> Uh, from, yeah, that, yeah the, that's a next, <laughs> next cover.
0: Yeah, the big giant turkey vultures. That yeah, we don't have any. We both live in the same neighborhood. There's no roadkill ever after like 24 hours, so that's nice. Yeah, is that
1: vultures or is that uh, yeah. people from the other side of the river? It, come yeah, <laughs> people from
0: that. my side of the tracks that just yeah. cook yeah. it up in the backyard. <laughs> There's definitely some people over there. So yeah, so we had the beer. So we had yeah. polygraph from Urban Artifact. I think we're all enjoying that. So now it's time for bourbon. Which I'm
1: now, you, now are all three of you bourbon fans?
3: I am. I've drank it. I am not a connoisseur. I don't know. You drank it to get drunk, right? Tasting notes. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: in. laughs> David's I over like here it. sneaking the Someone. the nose in on this.
0: Pour some bourbon for people and pass it around the <laughs> table, but. Uh, you can talk about. I don't know how much you know about our selection tonight, Gary. It's Jefferson's Reserve, Twin Oak Custom Barrel. Says very old, very rare.
1: Does it have a? Uh, dash
3: one.
1: Does it have an age on
0: it? It doesn't. So the this bourbon I think has been around since two thousand and three, and they found like I think it was fifteen year old barrels of their original batch, and they said that they've just been mixing in. Just mixing it with the four. Year yeah, old. with the four year old bourbon. So it's probably mostly four year old. I don't know. This is like it says very old, very rare, um, but it doesn't have. But any they've
1: age. only been around since two thousand three.
0: Yeah. So I don't know when they actually got their barrels. Um, I've learned like some interesting things about like bourbon and how people just buy barrels from other people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know how much Gary probably wants a that's, little, that's little extra. So I have to go back
1: to Kentucky. Again. <laughs>
0: But uh, yeah, so the we were talking uh I think before the before we started about Jefferson's. So they actually one of their bourbons, they uh age and distill or they distill it and then they age it in on a boat in the ocean. It's called oh. Jefferson's Ocean. Yeah.
1: And so um, it, when it comes back, you never really know what that flavor is going to be. You know, obviously you're going to get the oak uh from the barrel, but you don't know depending on where that boat goes to, you know, what if if you're in a damp climate or if you're like in more tropical cuz i don't know that they know where they go
0: yeah they just they just take the boat around i think just out in the- it's like a 3 hour tour there you go
1: <laughs> gps when it comes back
0: but uh yeah this is not not uh, as far as i know uh aged on a boat but uh yeah so it's got and i think
1: when you one thing that we've been doing this often is you can tell when you when you get the nose of it there's not you don't get that oak that char just means it wasn't in the barrel very long.
0: Yeah,
1: doesn't doesn't hit real spicy, but no. I don't get I don't get much like fruity stuff out of this at all. It's yeah, more it's dark,
0: just a lot of bourbon. So this is 90, <laughs> 90 <laughs> that's proof. What, that's it's what it is. Just a bourbon. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a yeah, I get like, like a, a lot of bourbon notes.
1: When we first started doing this, I would like I just wanted to drink bourbon and tell people if I liked it or not. Yeah. So I would check out bourbon reviews. And I'd be like, that. somebody would be like, oh, that tastes like a caramel Tootsie Roll. No, it doesn't. It that, <laughs> No, it does not. There's nothing, you know, I made fun of David all the time. There'd be, like, chocolate beer. No chocolate in that beer. <laughs> there's no... Other. Chocolate notes. Yeah, there's, that doesn't happen. But as we start drinking it, and we got spoiled, we got some really good bourbon early on. Like, some of that stuff, I can... I'm not going to say it's a tootsie roll pop, but I'm going to be like, oh, that's like a little fruitier than yeah. the rest. So, have you already tried it, David? Yep,
0: yeah, I definitely get like some. It taste like definitely on the mid palate. It's pretty spicy to me. Yeah, and it, you can definitely of, like, taste black tea,
3: like an iced tea or something. Anybody? Is that just from years of smoking? That might yeah, <laughs> that's that the smoking. You know, I, could,
2: <laughs> I could see some black tea.
1: Yeah, that's definitely spicy on the palate, but the finish doesn't last long, you know? Yeah. That, the that it protests, aftertaste, doesn't, it doesn't burn forever. Yeah, you're right. Um, I always like taking that. As a kid, I used to love huffing, like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> which and explains I, a lot. And I, and I get that same kind of vibe when I do bourbon reviews because after you drink it, you can like breathe it in. You're like, oh, yeah, I can like that second flavoring.
0: So it's a big, sophisticated bourbon that has a lot of flavor up front, a lot of weight, mid-palate, and a deep, wonderful finish.
1: I don't know about that. What's the retail on this?
0: I think it's like $75 bottle.
1: See, I would take Old Forester 86 10 which times. Is $20. Which is 20 <laughs> bucks over that any day. That, I agree. That's not a bad bourbon. But it's like, I'm not paying... 70 bucks for
3: it
0: yeah i don't know if i would (laughs) what's wrong david yeah no actually actually i won this uh i forget where where i won it from but i've won a couple
2: because that's all (laughs) listen
1: we got into this david didn't wasn't really into bourbon enters a raffle boom wins enters another raffle boom wins
0: yeah, so I got probably four thousand dollars worth of bourbon right now
3: at my house. Oh, what are these raffles? How do I find? Like one was for you the, know the bourbon
1: uh, raffle. Yeah, bourbon <laughs> raffle. One was uh, <laughs> Big Brothers Big <laughs> Sisters. Okay. Yeah, so and it's the like other one. Stuff? Yep. Yeah, it's just charity stuff. And you know other,
3: that like the state of Ohio does
1: like just started. It's week yep, one, right?
0: Yep. The lotteries, bottle yeah. lotteries. Um, you still have to buy that, right? Yeah, right. This was all, yeah.
1: Free. But the problem in the bourbon world is it's so like if it's. It doesn't even have to be good bourbon to be collectible, right? Yeah. And so, the demand is so high, not just, you know, stateside, but internationally. Right. Like, Ohio does it, can you know, a lot of our, like, Kroger's do for Pappy, or I jokingly asked our Kroger the other day for the uh, Old Forester Birthday Edition, which is super rare, and it's like $120 a bottle, and they just looked at me like I was.
0: Well, so, I didn't get to mention this on our last episode. That's part of the Ohio Lottery. And it's ninety nine bucks, or if you actually win the lottery, yeah, and and get it. So maybe we can. And I know that Goose Island uh, Bourbon County Stout is releasing a Old Forester birthday bourbon uh, barrel aged beer this year. So it'd be cool to get that and have that on the same same podcast, like yeah. taste them side by side. So maybe we can get that. We'll see.
1: So what do you guys do? Team building wise, other than play music,
2: <laughs> well, we do some. Faith falls, what trust falls. Trust Falls. Yeah, Trust
1: Falls.
4: We <laughs> pray together. <laughs> we pray. So, uh, extracurricular activities. Uh, no, we Mario just... Mario
2: Kart. Mar- yeah, Mario Kart. Uh, we, we go to Highmark a lot. We go to Highmark a lot. We, we, we watch a lot of, like, memes on <laughs> YouTube. Yep. <laughs> really dumb stuff. And we make videos. Like, I think making the videos is probably, like, our biggest, like, team building. Because we're just... we're. We're constantly
0: shooting ideas out at each other, and now are you guys on TikTok? No. Uh-huh. Well, see, I was shooting ideas out at you all weekend at our Tiny Toberfest, and I think I, don't, I, didn't I didn't see you with a pen or I, writing yeah. any of them down. So, <laughs> and I don't remember he, any of them. He dismissed you. Dude. <laughs> he totally
1: just dismissed you. Probably for good cause.
0: But yeah, those are where they a, sounded. I remember yeah, they. Su- good. Yeah, they. Of course, <laughs> they were no but yeah that's like don't you like want to just like as, I feel like as a comedian if, if I were a comedian or if I was like a you know somebody who was like an artist like that I would just con- you have your phone of course yeah, I, I would I, just I, constantly like I have tons of notes for like yeah. video
2: ideas I, have, I do cartoons too I do I have cartoon ideas song ideas song titles just because just, I've written songs just based on the song titles themselves
1: <laughs> um, is that all? like that creative juice you've always had it
2: I have this was, like, I so- mean at least the last know, 10 years. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, I personally don't think I'm that creative because I, I look at other people and I'm like, oh, I wish I could, how did they come up with that? Like, I always feel like you can always do something, you can always one-up yourself, you know? But you yeah, but be, you've always got, yeah.
1: like, if I'm I'm not, sometimes I'm at home, I'm not thinking of anything. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> no, I don't have that problem. Like, man, this is this is a great episode of Trailer you, Park Boys. Yeah, you're,
0: you're like your own type of creative, too. Like, so... I think that a lo- people could probably look at you and say like oh, I wish I could have thought of that like idea to do, you know, that's to write that song or to come up with like, you know, to start a retro band basically <laughs> or to to you know do a you know funny cover of of uh, no. a hot take on me which uh, no, yeah, it was, that was, and I, I love that you said that the covers were by Jeff, you demand. demand. Uh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff just wants to be a cover band and, yeah, and play. Basically. Like, I
4: really just wanted to be a lead singer for once in my life. And that was my opportunity actually, to <laughs> really go for it. Another funny
2: story. I'm like things that Jeff wanted once, but I've been depriving him of. <laughs> <laughs> this is clean. This is going going on. On. Uh, So he, ever since we started a band, he always wanted to be on the cover of an album. And we've like, all of our album covers have never featured <laughs> us, ex- except for, like, the, the one we're releasing on Friday. It finally, I was like, all right, I'm going like, to give Jeff what he wants. Well, not
4: only that, our last album didn't even have our name on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> was like, so pissed. It was awful.
0: People were like, who? I guess this is something. That's awesome, yeah. So I that you know, I always love looking at, and, and album covers now, it's just not really, I mean, it kind of is a thing, but, like, you go and look at, like, the old, like, vinyl and, like, that was always the coolest part yeah, of finding. Th- you know? There's a lot of
2: thought that I was put in there. Like, yeah. Why is that baby holding you a cigarette? You know, like... <laughs> 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 what are they I'm trying to say? Split?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, when you, you'd you go home, you'd break it out, and the first thing I always do is read the lyrics. Like, yeah, I, you know, violin, you'd get, yes. like, the triple okay. fold. You'd be like, that's oh, right. man.
2: That's the first thing I'd always do, too.
0: You know, so and that's not even a... Yeah.
1: Like, you just anything. Google that's the lyrics now. That's a
2: lost feeling. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, you're listening to the new stuff too. So there was one song I had to ask you about. There's a song called Becky Bummer, and <laughs> oh, yeah. and your your people might not know this, but your wife's name is Becca Re- Rebecca. 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 <laughs> so is that about her, or is that just it no. was a cool so, name for a song, or a what's the story behind that? Yeah, is it a Is it a different <laughs> Becky?
2: <laughs> no. So actually, it's I, I don't remember the author's name, but it's based on off a French novel called Rebecca. And Alfred Hitchcock did a uh, film on it. Actually, they're doing a remake of it that's releasing in 2021. Um, but that's what the story is based on. That the song's about. Becky okay. Bummer itself, the, the the name, it was it was a jokingly like name that we would throw around whenever we would be like. Like you're being a wet blanket. What <laughs> so is wife? No. The name. No. The, yeah, name, the, the name. The song is about something else. So
1: just
2: we're gonna right. edit this out, right? Yeah. we yeah. yeah, No. She so, won't listen. But we're gonna send this just to her. <laughs> Things don't go Cheerity, our way. Charity knows, and I asked her before we, like, before everything. I told her what the song was about, actually, and everything, and she was, she was on board. But. Uh but yeah, that's what the song
0: is about. But then you tell her what it's then you tell us what it's really about it, secret. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so the the other thing that we do on every episode, well most episodes we usually forget really remember. is uh add songs to our playlist. Uh we have a playlist on Spotify and I'll give you guys and I know we hopefully you guys have some songs to add, but I'll give you an idea of what we've added. They're musicians. I mean I've they re- could I've already got this. <laughs> so and, and our goal with this playlist is a to you know stuff that we that we either are listening to, have you know, is what we were listening to that week, you know, something that made us think of a song in particular. And our secondary goal is to break the Spotify uh, algorithm of like this, the recommended song so that it's like we want to be so confused. System. Yeah, <laughs> we just want to be as eclectic as we possibly can be. So of course, our first song on there is "Haunt You" by National Barks, nice. a pretty good band. That's good, right? uh gary added uh sturgill simpson uh you, like sturgill? you can have the crown and-
1: the, one of the worst concerts i've ever been to in my life so oh, really 100 <laughs> like, i saw him the week before covid shut everything down yeah it was all of his new stuff okay. and it sounded like the he the, was trying to do pink floyd the wall that was so good. yeah
2: he's trying to be like
1: what did you say it's like, it like pink floyd it just oh, was all was all distorted i was like. Yeah. Man play some country music, bro. Yeah, like
3: like I watched the anime so.
1: on uh Netflix and oh, I was yeah, like yeah. I still don't understand what this uh,
3: is I, don't know. Uh, know. I didn't know he made anime on Netflix. But, yeah. yeah so hour, like, they
1: postponed so. releasing the album for like a year. So, made so they made the, cuz they made it's a it's an hour long music video to his album. Wow. Yeah, in some kind of weird
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Concert was off. Great song Yeah. So good. So, I added uh, Camp, which is another Ohio band, yeah. uh, and they're, like, getting really big. Uh, Gary added Corey Taylor from Slipknot, so we're already kind of off the rails a little bit there. <laughs> uh, the Airborne Toxic Event, Hollywood Park, uh, because I had just read the memoir of Mikel Gillette. Gillet, Gillette, however you say his name. Uh, and that's a cool song. avid Brothers, and then Tupac. So, that's a little different. Everybody can
1: respect Tupac, right?
0: And then somebody I, I honestly... Don't necessarily like and I didn't even know that I would like this song but Machine Gun Kelly uh, so yeah another, I mean he's another Ohio one right? Yeah, another really? Ohio, so I only add Ohio bands oh, basically. I Is Bill Withers from <laughs> Ohio? <laughs> no so uh, and then uh, the story behind the Ain't No Sunshine was I was listening to Howard Stern and Adam Levine from Maroon 5 did a cover of Bill Withers Ain't No Sunshine and so I was like that's a great song yeah. so I just added that song and the last two songs Gary added complete opposite ends of the spectrum uh punch brothers and ghost which ghost is like a metal core kind of satanic what, yeah, satanic but very cult band
1: very melodic
0: so if you guys are inspired by any of those i don't know yeah <laughs> i've been touched yeah so we definitely have Get your hand off yeah the so we definitely have so i i already have um the song i know where i'm going this week so uh you know, I, I mentioned you guys kind of made me go down a rabbit hole of listening to like '50s and '60s like spooky rock, and and I wanted to add a, a zombies song. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the song that I wanted to add was uh, uh, "She's Not." Or no, this will be our year. I was going to add "She's Not There," but this will be our year because I was going to add john legend last week just because i've been to a bunch of weddings recently and i kind of wanted a love song and i'm like this is a cool song and also for the fact that 2020 is not anybody is nobody's year right. so i'm adding that one this is my song this year this week I added to the playlist uh we check it out beers and beards why podcast, didn't you let them playlist. go first because so, i already had mine queued up oh so we'll give me. we'll give you guys more time gary do you, you have one? one yeah i'll go ahead
3: okay so this is. So. This is a this is a gem from I think 1971.
1: Before all of us,
3: it's uh, before COVID. It's called yeah. "Knock Three Times" by Tony Orlando. The <laughs> premise of the song I don't know if you've heard it. The chorus is "Knock three times on the ceiling if you want me," and it's a guy singing to his downstairs neighbor, who's like a very attractive woman who he doesn't know. He's like, "Hey, if you, if you want this, knock on your ceiling." I'm just gonna play the song really loud, but if you don't knock twice, like on the radiator pipe, and then I'll know that you don't want me. <laughs> it's the most audacious song. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just think about it. during that time. So there's there's, there's like no a really texting. Corn line. It's, and Wizards, it's a gem. that was that was your
2: instant messaging was knocking on the screen. yeah, <laughs> you know, was before Aim, okay.
0: before Netscape. I mean
2: there. TikTok was really like Macnag, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's I'm gonna sorry. be the news. Cut these jokes. Yeah. Up, so not... yeah
0: these are no, gonna, these are gold. These, these are gonna be gold. cut up and, and put on Instagram as like little shorts.
1: Just boomerang, just you're going off.
0: All right. Who's next?
2: I got one from. Know, Joe stole my mic. I got one from O.C.'s, and it, the song's called "If I Had My Way." it's the lyrics lyrically it's not that great but my my brother aaron just texted me today because we both love ocs and he's like did you know the ocs releases a, released a song and like me and my classic me demeanor like I'm like yeah where have you been <laughs> it was released last friday like but we've been releasing we've been listening to this annoyingly both of us like nonstop stop on repeat and on shuffle for the last week and it's it's got something like uh retro again kind of some retro like uh psychedelic vibe to it but they add so many like new uh, interesting like synth noises and the bass on it just like a synth bass and it, it, it's great just listen to it please <laughs> <laughs> but me, follow
1: yeah. the playlist to listen to it yeah
2: follow yep. the playlist
4: to listen to
0: it all right who's next
4: uh i guess that's me i'm the third one Um, so my song is by Manchester Orchestra it's a song called Lead SD which stands for Lead South Dakota it's a city in that state but um, but yeah I don't know it's just a song that I've always loved since I heard it the first time and then I got to see Manchester Orchestra at Bunbury Festival a couple years ago and they played this song live and it just like went straight through my body and was one of the most surreal experiences. Taco
0: Bell. I was Taco Bell.
4: <laughs> no, just the hearing this song perform live was like one of the top five live music experiences I've ever had. Um, it's just a very emotional song and uh, powerful in the chord structure and in the lyrics and everything. Is just I don't know. It struck me in a way that few songs hit me.
0: They're so. like a very. Uh, like deep band, and I saw them open up for uh, Cage the Elephant, which yeah, is one of my favorite uh, bands. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they they kind of blew Cage the Elephant out of the water. Yeah, which I, I mean, it. Cage the Elephant's <laughs> a fantastic live band, but right. Manchester Orchestra as they put as, their
4: entire soul yeah. into like everything they do, and it's just incredible to
0: see. Yeah, as a live act, and and just in general, they're really good. So yeah. great choice. Now Gary's like, you <laughs> <He's
1: like, laughs> all heard Baby Shark. yeah Yeah, so that's today I've been with my son uh, my choice for the week kind of fitting being from Kentucky right now with all the craziness that's been going on but uh, Tyler Childers just came out long violent history there's a whole explanation video to why he did it we're not political but I think it's fitting for the crazy times that we're in Uh, but the whole album is like just him playing the fiddle (laughs) Like, he learned to play the fiddle and kind of mastered it. And the only only song with lyrics is Long Violent History, so.
0: Yeah, I listened to that, like, straight through. Like, it's, and we were joking, like, hey, it's a surprise album. Like, he really did release a surprise album. I think it was last week. I yeah, listened it to it the like whole way Friday. through, and I'm like, where's the words? Right? Like, yeah, he, <laughs> Tyler Childers is a great singer, and that's, like, what he's known for. And it's just him playing. Yeah, it's just a fiddle. Yeah. So, uh, great choices, everybody, I think. Uh, you know, we, we have, hopefully... Some more areas of music to uh, to discover. To, uh, yeah, got to mix this thing. Not discover, that. but uh, get. You, and one thing, unfortunately, I, we need to add some women to the playlist. <laughs> I think all the songs are are uh, male singers, male dominated. But uh, I know my wife has been listening to a lot of Dolly Parton recently, so I might add uh, some Dolly I Parton love here. Dolly Parton, upcoming. So
1: Adam Jolene, right now. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you guys going to do a Dolly Parton cover? That's, That's the next question. Our next,
2: I mean, our next project <laughs> is. Done. Yeah,
0: like when
1: you hit yeah, that's like. A
2: good idea.
3: Uh, you know what? Maybe we'll take that. Yeah. Well, we were gonna do Fleetwood Mac. Well, I don't want I mean, to. I don't want to spoil it. Wow. Oh, cut that out! Cut that out! We ain't the trying world to. World debut of my <laughs> Stevie Nicks impression.
0: <laughs> Which Fleetwood Mac song do you have?
3: Dreams. Really yeah. dreams. Yeah. Although we could... there are so many
0: good ones there. Uh, gold or is it? Is it Gold Dust Woman? Mm-hmm. Is what it was the song. The chain
1: yeah. is the best. Fleetwood
0: Mac song. Yeah. My my wife and I both love love Fleetwood Mac, but and we wanted to play Fleetwood Mac at our wedding. It's like all oh, these are breakup songs. Yeah. Those <laughs> are the best songs <laughs> to play at the wedding. Like uh, you know, completely off topic, but I love that uh the Green Day song Good Riddance and when it came out in nineteen ninety eight was like the number one song for uh weddings and also like graduations. Like you guys realize this is a breakup song, right? Like Good Riddance. People don't pay attention to that. Like, yeah, this is a cool song. Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs>
1: All right, before we go, you guys get to tour with anybody. Who are you going on tour with?
2: Dead or alive, right?
1: Anybody? Yeah, let's let's just let's let's pick it out. Any 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 band ever. I mean, you can open for Beethoven. He can open for you. It's just <laughs> whatever you want to do.
3: I want to tour with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, but I also want to replace Bruce Springsteen.
0: <laughs> you just want to be. <laughs> Joe Memory and the E-Street Bruce, Street Bruce
1: band. has lariatas tonight, so...
2: Everybody on the E-Street Band are just clones <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Joe and the Joe Street Band. Perfect. <laughs> and everyone in the audience is just is another set of Joe clones. Jolons, as I like to call them. That was dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff?
4: <laughs> um. I don't know. Growing up, my whole, like dream scenario was to go to a concert to see the Naked Ladies play and then have their drummer have a heart attack and then they would ask if anybody (laughs) knew how to play drums to all their songs and I'd be like I know all their songs and then I would raise my hand and they would pull me up on stage and I would play their whole set with them so that's probably still my dream except the band isn't the same as it was kind of like
0: uh the movie Rockstar but with exactly exactly like that yeah <laughs> and bare naked ladies as the uh <laughs> as the like so.
3: hockey goalies when they when their backup gets injured yeah yeah exactly
0: you could be
4: yeah. my ultimate fantasy is just to be Tyler Stewart <laughs> their
2: drummer <laughs> so for me I feel like this is this is hard because like I feel like every band that I'd want to play with I'd be so intimidated by them a, musically, and B, because of the amount of drugs that they do, and I just would not want to be a part of that, but I, I really enjoy their music, and I just, so I think, out of all the people that I can think of right now, just off the top of my head, I'll probably, my mind would probably change after I say this, but, like, it would be probably be pretty cool to tour with David Grohl, no matter what he's doing, like, whatever project, I feel like it would just be, he'd be a cool guy to tour with.
0: And I remember, so I, I actually have one, but I remember a story you told me just this weekend. So I asked oh, you about who your influences were, <laughs> and you told me two people that I honestly was shocked by, like, n- and not in a good way. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you said Jack Johnson yeah. and Foo Fighters. Said Jack <laughs> <Johnson. laughs> I and mean, how I mean,
2: like when I picked up my guitar, I was like, Oh, he you the I can rudimentary. Can I can play this hollow uh, <laughs>
0: guy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so the the I would want to tour with the Beatles just because. A I mean they're like you know
1: you would be the Yoko I would be B. the Yoko of the
0: Beatles but I would just want to see like what that like looked like from that angle like the when they were touring like especially in the US like the just the craze like I don't think we've ever seen anything like that and I don't think we we ever will see anything like that again like right. the well, band wait, um,
3: October 2nd
2: yeah wait
0: till yeah it's so like the band i don't know if you guys wait ever we hit
2: the k-pop scene yeah have heard of exactly
0: so k-pop uh bts is Haze like he's supposed to be huge and i'd never even heard of these guys like yeah. but i'm also old and don't listen to you know k-pop music but they were huge and like they just released their first like fully english uh song like and yeah but i still don't think i mean that kind of pales in comparison to what it was like with you know the beatles and like you know you only had one basically like you know the communication was like the tv watching them on the whatever ed sullivan show and stuff like that and coming over to the u.s like i would just want to see like what that craziness was like from that and it probably wouldn't be fun. Like, you probably would be miserable when, like, no, they, honestly, I mean, a little they always scary. said they
4: hated playing their shows because they could never hear any the, each other over all the cheers from the crowd. So, like, I feel like, suck, as a, like, a performer. Problem, right? yeah, I feel like if they opened up I for me, that then, like,
0: everyone would be, scream- everyone would be screamed out if, if they were, like, the opening band and that was the headliner. <laughs> oh, wait, which, in my like, okay, for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. just playing,
2: nice. uh, just playing tambourine the whole time, or just screaming at their
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you have one, Gary, or are you just – you're going to pass? I don't –
1: I'm not a musician, and neither are you. Doing I'm not, that, so but why? I <laughs> – <So, laughs> When when you, you had, when you, you, you open for the <laughs> – what did the Beatles open for you? If you could just, a poetry reading?
2: <laughs> but if you could just, like, granted musical ability, like, on the spot, and you could play anything, well, who would you – I would want
1: to be – not that I love the band so much, but, like, Metallica, mid-'90s, Moscow, oh, you know, like, yeah. all you see is people. Oh, in the middle of an arena. Like, yeah. like what does what – what, what's that even like? Like when you can't, from as far as your eye can see, is people. Yeah.
2: That's,
1: and they don't even speak your language. Yeah. You know, like. That's
0: intense. Or Garth Brooks in Central Park in like 1998. Same thing. Right? Garth Brooks. <laughs> 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 Garth, either I like, the di- Beatles or Garth Brooks. The, that's my other. A very different
1: clientele like, what for that.
0: Is it? Yeah, top selling country artist of all time. Yeah. And he's like in the top five or ten. of. Wheeler Walker Jr. is coming up on yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I think we've uh, thrown out enough random uh, musical artists and yeah. yeah for this episode. So thank you guys so much for joining us. I mean it, it's been fantastic. We, us, yeah. This is a you know a, a format that we don't normally do. Uh, like I said, we're just guys that like talking about. beer If it and sounds bourbon. horrible, it's David's fault. Yeah, we're just guys that love talking about beer and bourbon, and, and we love your music. I think it was our second episode. You know, I, I asked Adam. I said, you know, can we make one of your songs, like our. And I was
2: like, as long as you don't make fun of it. Yeah, and just. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we used it.
0: <laughs> and just. And, I think it
1: fits yeah. perfectly for the intro, like it, it, from where it starts to where I fade into us. I,
0: like, yeah, I love it. It works really well, so we might have to have a new song. So we're gonna play a new song here uh, to to uh, to get everything going. So I think we're gonna play something I can't shake off. We're kinda trapped
1: up.